It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Matt Hausman, Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hope you are doing well. It's actually, um, on the day that I am recording this, it's the second half. We got really hit yesterday on Monday, and I'm recording on Groundhog's Day, Tuesday. Interestingly enough, uh, I guess we got six more weeks of winter, and we definitely had winter yesterday, or actually Sunday afternoon, evening into Monday, Monday night into Tuesday, and uh, was able to actually get out on the roads about noon today after spending most of the morning. I actually had to shovel the driveway twice today and once yesterday. So you just got to love <laughs> the Northeast winters. But anyway, let's jump into what I want to go over today because this has actually came up two times in the course of the last uh, probably four weeks, four to five weeks in uh, discussions with um, actually a client and a potential client, someone that we're kind of going through the process with right now. And you know, one of the things I like to do in using this forum is to be able to take you know a couple times a month is actually talk about the things that are going on in our office as we're having the conversations with people and the things that they're talking about, the, the concerns maybe they have, the scenarios, and kind of like what happens and, and what are we talking to them about, again, hopefully to allow you to see many times, like I, I always talk about, you know, somebody asks one question and they think there's just one answer. Many times what we do is we find that one question leads to three, four, five, or six questions and we need to answer those to get to the final answer. So before we jump into that, let's make sure we deal with a disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30 minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation. So again, very low key, go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. Okay. So what I want to talk to you about today is I, I've had, again, a couple people that we have been in communication with over the course of the last three to four weeks talking about long-term care. In this case, it was planning for long-term care. And, you know, I know this is the subject that nobody ever wants to talk about. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've heard just take me out back and put a bullet in my head. But the reality is, is that long-term care is something that at least should be addressed with a plan, even in the event that plan is, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to make or take a direction I'm just going to let what happens happens. But at least that conversation has 
you know, you've gone through the steps to at least be aware and not be ignorant to what a long-term care event, you know, what that could do to the overall finances of the household. So first, let's jump into the idea of what are the options of if I'm not going to be self-insured, if I'm not going to just not do anything, if I'm actually looking to, you know, buy some type of an insurance policy, that's really what it's going to be. And there's different types that we're going to talk about today is we're going to go through that process. We're going to address them and let's make sure we understand how each one works. There's multiples out there now, which is much different than 25 years ago, that, you know, depending on what your overall objective is, one of these different plans could really work for you. But one thing to address, and this is one of the things I always talk to clients about, is in this case, some type of a care event, whether that is where you're having care at home, whether you're at an independent facility um, or an assisted living facility or a full-blown skilled care uh, facility, you know, a nursing home, is that there's different cost to each one of those. And one thing we want to realize is if we're going to go down the road at looking at the different options or the different types of programs that we can buy, where we are shifting the financial cost to a third party, in this case, an insurance company, there's going to be an expense related to that. And so we want to be aware not only of what that expense is, what the coverage is, and potentially how long is that expense going to be around. So the first way and what most people understand on how they're going to cover a long-term care event is going to be a traditional long-term care policy. And usually the way those are structured, again, there's all different ones out there, different companies are offering, but for the most part, in general terms, you're going to be looking at a policy that you're going to pay an annual premium for. And for paying that premium, there is then going to be benefits associated to, in the event you have a care event, again, home, independent assisted, or skilled care, usually it's going to be, they're going to pay out a benefit per day, let's say $300 a day. When, first of all, you have to go through or pass through what they call an elimination period, and that can be from zero days. Think of it like a deductible. Zero days all the way to some, you know, some of them are even up to 180 days. And so you have to have had that care, let's say for zero up to six months before that $300 a day is going to pay out. And many times you can add additional benefits to that. The one thing you want to understand when looking at that is if you're going to have a policy that's going to pay for home care and independent care, and your initial benefit is $300 a day, are they paying that same amount if you're at home getting care or if you're at a facility getting care? It's real important to understand that. The other thing is, is if I bought the policy today and it was $300 a day in my benefit, Many of them will allow me to add an inflationary factor to that, two, four, six, five percent, what have you, where every year that benefit will grow at that inflationary percentage. So maybe I go, let's say it's five percent. First year it's three hundred dollars a day. I'm going to add five percent to that, so that'd be fifteen bucks. Now it's three hundred and fifteen dollars a day, and accordingly, you would want to see again into the policy. Is it a policy? where that inflationary factor is simple interest based on the original per day benefit, or is it compounding? And one of the things we want to realize when we're adding these different add-ons or benefits, additional benefits, there's going to be additional cost. 
Now, the one thing we want to realize with the long-term care policy, as most of us realize, or maybe not, is that if I'm one of the you know, one of the ones like my father who never needed a policy, had a stroke and passed away three and a half weeks later, then I've put all of that money out there and I didn't get any benefit. But you know, I had another advisor really kind of put it into context is we don't go buy, let's call it homeowner's insurance or car insurance where we're hoping to get in an accident or we're hoping something happens to the house and we have to file a claim. No, that's not it. It's insurance. Okay. So one of the things in that traditional long-term care policy is we have to, be, we have to realize that it's probably going to be expensive and there's the possibility, I, and actually, which would be a good thing, I would think, that I never have to actually use the policy. Okay, So that's the traditional type of long-term care. Now, what's happened over the course of probably the last, I don't know, 15, 18 years, really a lot has happened within the last 10. And these are called hybrid policies. And usually what they're doing is they're utilizing a life insurance policy where they're adding additional long-term care benefits to that. So think of it like a chassis of a car. We're going to use long-term care, or I'm sorry, life insurance as the chassis, and then we're going to add on a long-term care benefit. And there's different prog- there's many different programs out there, but I'm going to generalize two of them, which are the ones that we've helped clients get. And that is, the first of all is called an asset-based Long, or hybrid life long-term care policy. And essentially what that means is the asset itself, I'm going to take $100,000, let's say, and I'm going to dump it into the policy. Now, we want to keep in mind that it is life insurance, so it's going to have to be after-tax or non-qualified monies that we're putting in there. We're going to dump that in. And usually you're going to get a death benefit if I put hundred grand in, depending on ages, you know, I might get a death benefit of life insurance of $150,000. But that's not really what we're looking for that $100,000 to create. We're looking for a greater long-term care benefit. And again, depending on age and health, I can get a two to four times multiple on that. Well, what in the world does that mean? That means if I put in 100 grand, that I can have up to 200 to $400,000 of long-term care benefit that can be paid out in the event that I need care. And again, it's the same thing. It's going to be home care, independent assisting, or skilled care. The one benefit to doing that is in the event I never need care, then there's $150,000 that's going to pay out as a life insurance policy to whoever ever I designate, my beneficiaries. Okay. Now, what's part of the drawback? Well, the drawback at is that's a huge capital expenditure today. But one of the things a lot of these companies will offer is after you've been into them for a certain period of time, anywhere, you know, from let's say, you know, three to five years up to 10 years, and usually the longer that they can have your money is the greater that multiple is going to be, but there still can be liquidity there. So let's say if it's a five-year program, at the end of the five years, if I, let's say I win the lottery, now I'm self-insured, well, I can yank that hundred grand back out. Now, it might have earned, you know, what a savings account earns over time, you know, half a point. I think that's what I saw mine this morning is earning. So it's not, it's, it's not for the investment of growth on the 100000 Again, we're planning for some type of a care event. But, you know, there's benefits to that. The benefit is if I never need it, well, there's going to be something that's going to be paid out to my heirs. 
as a uh, life insurance contract, which means it's going to go to them tax-free. If you live in the state of PA, it is life insurance, so it's not going to be subject to inheritance tax. You'll have to check the states that you're, that you're listening to if you actually have those. But in PA, life insurance is the only exempted asset when it passes outside of the marriage or to the heirs, let's say to the kids. Okay. But it's a, it's a huge cash dump in initially. So we have to look at that. Okay. The other type of life insurance hybrid policies are where we're going to pay a premium. Sometimes you can specify, let's say I only want to pay the premium for five years or seven years or 10 years, and I want to be completely done with it. You can structure those like that. But many times what's going to happen there is I'm going to get a higher death benefit up front and the long-term care rider that's attaching to that is actually in the event I need care, if I'm the person insured, is that they're going to pay out a percentage of the death benefit over the course of time, sometimes depleting it completely. So let's use the example I'm paying an annual premium. Let's say I'm going to pay it for 10 years and I have a $500,000 death benefit. So if I never need care, they're going to pay out a half a million dollars to my heirs, whoever I designate as my beneficiary. But if I need care, then they're going to do, usually it's a multiple. It's a 2 to 4% multiple that they'll pay out monthly. So let's say if it's 2% and I have a half a million dollar policy, what is it? Well, they're going to pay me 10 grand a month, right? You know, 2% of 500 grand is $10,000. Now, one of the things we want to, or sometimes they'll pay it out just as a one lump sum annually. Usually, you know, whenever that you've had that, um, that policy trigger or that benefit be triggered. Oh, the other thing you want, I didn't say this about the asset-based and the, li- the life insurance that have the long-term care riders, there still is going to be an elimination period. Now, usually it's going to be anywhere from 30 to 90 days tops. So we want to realize that as well, okay? So we're still going to have to eat some of that initial cost before we can actually file for that, that benefit uh, to pay out. In the event that we are looking at that percentage payout, and our in that case, two percent of five hundred thousand dollars is ten grand a month, we do want to realize that the IRS has specific rules around these type of policies and how much they pay out. It is still paying out as a life insurance contract, but it has to meet the IRS guidelines to still be tax free to you as the recipient of that benefit. So in this case, if it was $10,000, I'm actually a little over what the IRS considers to be tax-free benefit paid out, okay? So if you're going to structure one like that, you just want to be aware. Now, so for instance, can I dial it down? Maybe I don't want the full 2%. And that's where you look for an expense policy versus an indemnity policy. Because what if I'm just at home and my, my care doesn't, isn't 10 grand a month? Let's say it's only five. Maybe I only want to pull five out. Well, if it's it's an expense policy, they're only going to pay you five. If it's an indemnity policy, I actually can choose how much I want to have be paid out. Now, the one thing to realize too, let's say that I actually, in either one of these, the asset base versus the life insurance with the long-term care rider is that when it pays out, let's say I don't use all the money. I only need care for two and a half years. I think the average is like 27 months. And so let's say that half a million dollar policy, let's say I only use a quarter million. Well, when I pass, that $250,000 that's still available as death benefit is going to pay out to my heirs. So I'm, there's still benefit attached to it if I haven't exhausted the full death benefit. So, and of course, the last one is what we talked about earlier, which is 
being self-insured. And when you go through the, the planning process and you see the cost associated with this, as I said earlier, if you are going to pass the financial responsibility on to a third party, in this case, an insurance company, whether it's a long-term care insurance company, whether it's a life insurance company with these different riders, there's going to be a cost. And I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't going to be cheap, okay? You might look at some of these traditional long-term care policies, and if, you're, you know, if you pick them up when you're 55 or 60, you know, they look cheap. And one of the things, so let, let me talk about the conversation I had with a client earlier who's had their policy for quite a long time. And I still remember it was one of the rare type of policies I'd ever seen when they came in. And, and I don't know, that was probably about seven, eight years ago. Very robust policy. Lots of benefits that were there. They had, for instance, an unlimited total aggregate payout for both of them with a very robust inflationary increase that happened annually and compounded. I mean, the reality was it was probably one of the best structured policies I had ever seen but with a very, when you have a lot of benefits associated to it, obviously, what's it going to be? Well, it's going to be pricey. The other thing I made them aware of is they were younger at the time. I mean, they've had the policy now for over 10 or 12 years. As you get older, do not think that the premium is going to stay stagnant. It is definitely going up. And if you're listening to this and you're one of those long-term care salesmen, I apologize in advance, but the salesperson that says, well, but if they increase it on you, they're going to have to increase it on everybody else in your block, in your you know, underwriting section, what have you. And I'm here to tell you, it will always happen. I shouldn't say always. There was one time I had, I've actually seen where it didn't, and that was a policy that was available was made available by a very, very large company here in town where the employees got to convert it to a retiree group health, uh, long-term care policy and maintain those rates. That's the only one I've ever seen in 20 years. If it's an individual policy, I am here to tell you it is going to go up. Now, one of the reasons that we will advise clients if they want to go down that road, but we do not offer those here, if somebody comes in, like in this case, and they already have it, we're going to make them aware of it, but we're not going to offer them because from a long-term income planning standpoint, I don't know how much those policies are going to increase. I can look back at the different people that have come through our doors that have had them and what they've told us. In this case, when the client came in, they let me know that their policy has went up 300% in cost during the lifespan of them having the policy. And now they're wondering if it is sustainable moving forward. Not only that, has the premium gone up, but they froze the inflationary factor about five years ago. What's that mean? Well, instead of having a bigger jump in the premium that year, they just froze their monthly benefit, or I'm sorry, their daily benefit. So for instance, if it was $300, like what we were talking about, it was growing $315 and kept going, and then it, was, it had grown, let's say, to $417.25 a day, they froze it right there. No more inflationary factor moving forward. So again, if it's a traditional long-term care policy, realize those premiums are going to go up. I have not had one person in here that has had a policy that has not seen one of two things happen, either an in increase in premium or a stagnant premium with a decrease in benefit. Now listen, 
The reality is, is that when we compare those, for instance, to the asset-based type of care where you're dumping in $100,000, well, if this year only got to pay four grand, obviously I get $96,000 I'm still leaving in my pocket. So we want to just be aware. It's not that those policies are bad. Like I said, the policy that they had was one of the most robust policies I've ever seen. I mean, the reality was they were going to be completely covered if there was any type of care event. And why do we look at planning for this expense? What we're really looking to do is protect assets that we have for our surviving spouse and our heirs and our legacy and our charities, what have you, and also to make sure we're going to get the care that we want. We want to have choices. So it's not that a traditional long-term care policy is a bad policy. As long as we are going into it with open eyes and we understand that that price is going to go up. Now, the reality was I sat down with this client and I was like, well, let's really look at, let's look at the benefit. Let's look at what, you're, what the assets you're looking to protect. With the, even though the inflationary factor had been frozen, they still had a phenomenal policy. And when you compared the benefit to the cost, it still made a lot of sense. Now, the reality is they still got to cut the check, right? So you just want to go into it recognizing completely what these, what that type of policy is going to do. On the asset-based, you know, if you're looking, let's say, for a $500,000 of long-term care benefit, well, what happens if you got to throw $175,000 at it? That is a big chunk. Now, if you're wanting to bet for yourself that you're never going to need the care, and so you're going to, you know, you're looking at this also as a legacy play, well, then maybe the other type of policy is better where you're paying a premium for a certain period of time or indefinite. I've seen those as well. And we're getting a larger death benefit so where even if we need the care, something is going to be paid out to our heirs. In fact, speaking of that type of policy, I had this conversation with a client yesterday and they decided to move in that direction. In other words, they were going to, they wanted the biggest bang for their buck. So they, um, they were going to pay this premium indefinite. They were going to cover both of them In the event one of them uh, needed care, I'm sorry, one of them didn't need care, then all of that benefit flipped to the the surviving spouse. If the surviving spouse never needed the care, it was going to be a very large amount that was going to go to their beneficiary. And that's really what they wanted. But the other thing that we discussed was, as long as they can afford that, and we, we projected out in our income distribution plan that they could, the reality was they didn't have to worry about spending all their money. You know, they could go ahead and and they were protected against care. They were protecting the assets so they could spend those assets by just paying that premium. And in the event, as many of you have heard me joke, I'll never forget the, the day the gentleman said, my goal is that last $5 check bounces when I hit the box. If that literally happens, their heirs are still going to get a sizable amount of monies to be paid out. So again, it's looking at at least addressing the long-term care potential cost of a care event, and then what are the different ways? What are we really looking to accomplish? So listen, I, I wanted to address that. I did think it was interesting that, you know, that, that subject came up multiple times in the course of the last three to four weeks and how we talked over with those individuals to make sure that they understood what it was, what are they wanting to accomplish with the type of policies that they already had? And like I said, both cases, they already had policies, making sure that they understand them and then really look at the cost benefit analysis and make sure that they're comfortable with that as they move forward. And it's doing what they, first of all, what they thought it was going to do, and then making sure that it actually 
is. So listen, everyone, that's all I've got for today. If you have a question or scenario that you would like to address with me personally, know that you can always reach out. Go to speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com. You can schedule a 15 or 30 minute conference call right there. And we can decide at that point in time, you know, hopefully we can assist you right there. And if you're looking for more than just a couple questions to be answered, we can talk about having a second meeting. The other way you can do that is just simply call in 610-719-3003 or go to smartmoneyquestions.com, ask Matt a question right there. You can either leave a, um, a voicemail actually on our website or you can type something in and we'll make sure to address it on the next show. Listen, everyone, that's all I've got. Hopefully everybody out there is staying warm and safe and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.